Just a few days before the 2019 Outdoor Retailer Snow Show in Denver, I got my reporting assignments. Among the various topics I was tasked to report on was a human interest profile of a young man attending OR for the first time. My name is Wynn Wiley, and also I am a drag queen named Patty Gonia, and she is just trying to be as cool as Mother Nature. To be honest, I've never interviewed a drag queen before, and I have to say, I was a little nervous. The whole pronouns thing. Yeah, yeah. Is a challenge for me. Yeah. And, and I want to want you to understand that I'm prepared to be incredibly vulnerable while you yeah. educate me yeah. on how best to address you and your role in all this. The goal in this interview was to create a safe space where Wiley could tell me all about his alter ego. Coming on the scene only a few months ago, Patagonia is an internet sensation with more than 117,000 followers on Instagram. In an industry that has more than its fair share of toxic masculinity, this leggy dame in platform heels and trekking poles may be just the joyful expression of wilderness the business of outdoor recreation desperately needs. I'm James Edward Mills, and you're listening to the Joy Trip Project. Tell me about your upbringing. Where are you from? You know, you're 25 years old. Where are you from? What was your, your life like growing up? Yeah, born and raised in Nebraska, and I love it through and through. I loved growing up there. It was a beautiful place to be from where it's a whole state of people who don't give a shit about trying to impress anyone because they know they're never going to be the coolest kid at the party. They know they're never going to have a true seat at the table in a lot of ways. It's, it was something that I don't think I appreciated until I was way older. But born and raised in Nebraska. Lincoln, Uh, Lincoln. yeah, yeah. So the capital city, it's a little liberal bubble that I didn't even know I uh, was uh, so thankful for until I left too, that um, in a state that was really different, kind of Lincoln was different within that state as well. So um, yeah, but absolutely loved it. My whole family is still there. My grandma uh, has a farm there, uh, so it's it really is to the roots of agriculture and in that whole entire world, but then also like I'm a total city kid too. Like I just basically grew up in suburbia America mm-hmm. in, in the middle of in the middle of the states. So. so as a kid, how did you identify? As a kid, I, I basically identified as gay since I really had a grip of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. I was not 
out until I was about 18. And my journey as a gay male has been kind of checked a lot at the door with everything with Patty because Patty, like, for me, at the end of the day, has opened my eyes to not even second-guessing, but just being thoughtful about every decision I'm making every day. From something as easy as using a plastic straw. You know, would Patty want me to use a plastic straw? Like, no, bitch. All the way to, like, you know, what drag am I doing every day when I show up in a flannel and in a t-shirt? We're all dragging. It's one of my favorite quotes by RuPaul is, we're all born naked and the rest is drag. And I really think that, yeah, I, I, getting back to your question, I just, I identified as a gay male and still do, but this whole different queen side of my world that's come up has really been just a beautiful yin to a yang. And has really been me just getting to kind of be a kid again in a lot of ways. Like, I dance and I perform and I get to be outside with my friends who are often the ones creating the content. It's a beautiful marriage of so many of like my past worlds coming into play again or like even two days ago I figure skated for the first time in 10 years. I grew up skating and it was a huge piece of my life and Patty is like letting that come alive again. I'm hoping to do some figure skating videos coming up soon and it's it's just kind of cool how it's reignited so many parts of my life that I've loved. So so did you consider yourself an outdoors kid when you were growing up? I mean... Yes and no. I would say that, you know, like I did the whole like play sports growing up thing. Yeah, I skated even though that wasn't outdoors. It was like active, I guess. Towards high school, um, really my only involvement with the outdoors was through Boy Scouts. So I'm an Eagle Scout. Loved it. Through and through, I met my first out gay person actually at Boy Scout Summer Camp. He was one of the counselors. So that was a really beautiful experience in a lot of ways. It's definitely where I learned a lot of the principles of the outdoors that I still use all the time, like something as simple as leave no trace, all the way to um, just even like respecting and staying on the trail, like all the way to like wilderness survival or just kind of basic core values. So did that. And then just through photography, uh, it really came alive as well in my real life, aside from Patty, I'm a professional photographer, so I spend a lot of time in the outdoors shooting lots of different stuff and being more outside than I think I give myself credit for. The only proof I really have of that is that I'm sunburned 24-7, so like I should know that I'm outside more, but like I'm, you know, I don't know. So No, I hear you. And yeah. I, well, first of all, I'm also an Eagle Scout. Hell yeah. And I think that there's a lot to be said for being able to have a very positive experience yeah. as a Boy Scout, yeah. considering the national position yeah. when it comes to gay youth and gay leaders. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm glad that you were able to have that experience. Thanks. And, and it seems that it perhaps informed quite a bit of your identity as a person in nature. Yeah. But yeah. You're, you're 25 years old. Did you just start doing drag with the, in, in, mm. the invention of Patagonia? Mm. Great question. So... I dragged for the first time about this time last year. And it was at this photography conference party. They have this giant dance party. You come as whatever you want to be. And so I decided to go as Ginger Snap because I was a photographer, or am a photographer, and I'm a redhead. And so we just played off of that. But like, she was kind of like a bad girl. Like, it was really fun, but it definitely wasn't like me to the core. Patty feels like me. Patty feels like a positive queen, like someone who's coming at you with open arms, not like, you know, a sassy snap. But so, yeah, I dragged for the first time, like, almost a year ago. 
put the boots in like my closet for like a good half a year. And then the next time I wore them was when I was up on the Continental Divide. So I just packed them into like my pack and told no one about it and just whipped them out up there and just wanted to take like one photo with them. And then we just made some video clips and it turned into Patty's first video and the rest is kind of history. So, so this is October of last year? This is October of this year. 2018. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. last year. Just, oh, sorry. Right. Yes, last okay. year. SOS. Can't even remember what year it is. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is a relatively new phenomenon, but it, yeah. it's obviously taken off, and yeah. there's been a, a tremendous amount of, of interest online. Mm-hmm. Where do you suppose that interest comes from? I think at the core of it all that everyone has a little bit of queen in no not a little bit of queen a lot of bit of queen we all have the weird idiot selves that we are when we are like on a couch at like 11 p.m with like our best friends or when we are like out on the trail and we can truly be ourselves like everyone has that inner core just weirdo and i think that patty like i like people identify with that with with patty and i think that you know the world's probably never seen something like this before. I hadn't. I mean, it's very, uh, definitely like a, like a what? Or like a, a think twice thing or a look twice thing. I think it, it crosses a lot of areas that people might not expect, like that my drag look is oftentimes just heels. It's not necessarily full drag. So I think it's relatable to a lot of different people, a lot of different ages. I think that it it's just relatable. Um, and I think that everyone just loves to have a smile on their face. And like at the core of it, at the end of the day, like let's be real, like social media is like eating us alive. And like Instagram makes people feel like shit a lot of the time. And I think that I'm just in it for like if people can watch a video and they can smile and feel like 0.0001% better about their day, like I'm happy. So, well, yeah. Well, I get it. It's incredibly athletic. You know, it's uh, mm, it's an incredibly uh, struggle. But I can only imagine because yeah. I mean, what are, are those six inch heels? Six inch heels, actually, in this bag <laughs> next to us right now. It's added to podcast. You could literally have me like whip them out right now. This <laughs> is like a little video special, but but yeah, they're six inches of doom and in terror and uh, inside my mind, me thinking that I'm just literally going to fall off a cliff. But like, we definitely do take like safety measures and are always like you know messing with photography angles to make it look like it's definitely uh more daring right. than uh, it is i mean bitch it's daring but like it's not necessarily like i'm risking my life right so, so what do you want to accomplish with mm. this and, and is it fair to call her a character and yeah is, it, yeah is, is she not you she comes from me but it is it's definitely a character um i think that like you know, like it is, it is a role I love playing in the play of me, you know? So it definitely is part of me. It definitely uh, involves different aspects of my life I love and enjoy. But I would say that like Patty's inside of me. Patty isn't me. And also like I'm not fully Patty. It's just a beautiful marriage between two weird worlds. But yeah, so. And so now you did this for the first time, the Continental Divide Trail. Now, yeah. And where was this? What, what, yeah. what part of the Yeah. So we Colorado, were California. Yeah, yeah, in Colorado. So we were we were hiking the Never Summers. So we were only up on the CDT for like a few miles, but um, but yeah, we went all the way up there and then kind of traced our way back down. So it was great. Yeah. And was it overnight? Was it an actual yeah. backpacking yeah, yeah, trip? Yeah. So so a legit backpacking trip yeah. with heels. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean like 
a question I get asked a lot is like, do I hike in heels? And the answer to that is like, yes. Like I really try to hike a portion of the trail in heels, but also realistically, it's like, I'm not going to be unsafe and ever put like some, my, you know, even just like the safety of like my ankle in danger, cause then I'm not gonna be able to hike out. So, so yeah, I get plenty of walking in the videos, uh, but, but yeah, so it was an actual backpacking trip. It was, I think it was three, a three nighter. So it was great. It's awesome. So, it, and it was like with some of my best friends and like their uh, three-year-old daughter, who's practically my niece. So it was so fun. Like she was right outside the frame, like dancing along with me. It was, it was amazing. It was I can great. only imagine. And yeah. you know, completely with, with trekking poles for anybody who hasn't seen it, trekking yeah. poles, a backpack. Yeah. Um, I guess you're, if I recall, you're wearing a bandana on your head, but you're wearing, are those lycra tights? Yeah, yeah. Over uh, under the under the boots, the, yeah. Are those those are knee high boots? Uh, yeah, they're okay. like uh, beyond knee high boots. So wow. Yeah. Okay. So you it seems it seems to me like a big part of this is that you want to make people happy, mm. and you perhaps want to inspire them to see a little bit of the queen in themselves. Mm. What's your message for the outdoors, though? I mean, just in terms, especially being here right now. What does this have to do with the natural environment? Everything. We, I, I just think that like, the more we can realize that seriously, as cheesy as it sounds, like Mother Nature does not care who we are. Mother Nature is a perfect invitation for you to figure out what you love and what you don't love, including if that means you either love the outdoors or you don't love the outdoors. Like, you know, you can have a matter of respect and appreciation for the outdoors and hate bugs and never want to be out there. And I'm fine if that's your life, you know? For me, I love the outdoors, so I want to be out there. But I just want everyone to be where they feel like they can be their true self. And for me, that's outdoors. But it's interesting because I thought your question originally was, what does this mean for like the outdoor industry? And I think that, yeah, I think that where I want to focus on with Patty is definitely just like the outdoors in a big, big, serious narrative that's out there for queer people is to run to cities for acceptance and to be a part of metropolitan areas because you can find community. I think community is harder overall. And of course, that's a generalization, but I have found it personally harder to find community as a gay male in the outdoors world. So for me, I just want to make sure that like queers feel welcome in the outdoor space and that like also I realize that like I am not the best spokesperson for the queer community like my dear god there are so many people that are so much more well educated and some so much more well involved and I think that for me like my involvement with the environment will be where kind of the intersectionality exists between queer world environmental issues me almost breaking an ankle seeing what mud I can eventually turn into a great like base layer foundation for a drag look someday. And uh, yep, so we'll just see where it goes. Wow. Well, I, I've heard it said that there's no straight lines in nature. Mmm. Mmm. That's a quote. Okay, that's an Instagram caption someday. Absolutely. Well, and it, and it de de definitely goes to show that, yeah. that nature doesn't put things in boxes. Yeah. It doesn't draw yeah. lines around them, and they certainly aren't straight. Yeah. You know, and so when we stop and we think about the message that we want to convey, yeah. it probably runs contrary to the notion of, you know, you need to be rugged, you need to be mm. Stoic and stalwart yeah. in your approach to yeah. the environment, but it, it seems to me like you're coming to nature with a much more whimsical and much more 
playful attitude that I think would be healthy for all of us. Yeah. I mean, like we are in mother nature's house and like on top of that, like I just think there's a huge, huge wave, especially nowadays, just overall industry aside, just even with just the outdoors community of a real toxic masculinity. And I feel that so much so. And I want people to know that that is not like my observation, me crossing my arms and saying like, Mm, like I observe toxic masculinity, like I feel it and I have even partaken in it in the past and I still partake in it. Like a big part of the queer community too in gay world is to try to be as masculine as possible. And I think that like, if we look at any outdoor sport, if we look at any outdoor like expert at their craft, they are infusing ballet into their climbing. They are they are, they're using dance all the time. They are, just like you said, they are never walking in a straight line. They are switching it up. They are being creative. They are leaning into femininity. And I really think that the outdoor space really has a chance right now to celebrate the world that exists of the feminine world in the outdoors community. And I think we've seen crazy huge female leaders come out of the woodwork lately in the outdoor community. And I think that that's really beautiful and really important and is a really, really, really needed thing that's uh, needed to happen for a long time. Absolutely. Now, you haven't been doing this for very long, relatively speaking. Yeah. And to that point, I'm curious to know how much negative blowback have you got? I Mm. mean, because I I hate to say it, the um, the internet flies at the the speed of stupidity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I can only imagine what some of the negative response might have been. How much of that have Mm. you gotten? Great question. I would say, first and foremost, the not even positive feedback, but just the encouragement um, in the community that's formed has 10 trillion times outweighed the criticism. And what I would honestly say is like, I have experienced very little hate online. If anything, I've experienced really, really, really thoughtful and for positive benefit criticism from Patty's followers that are ultra freaking woke and ultra, ultra educated, just like I said, on their worlds and are really just trying to inform me as I go because I have made it really clear since the beginning that I am not an expert on any of this stuff. So it's been a really beautiful space for us to all be lifelong learners and to just figure it out um, and to figure it out together. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me about your presence here. Mm. Why did you come to Outdoor Retail? I mean, like with mm. literally within five months yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. of you taking on this identity, why come to Outdoor Retail? Yeah, I think it is a really beautiful chance for someone like me to just really get a really good observation of the industry and the community. I think that what I've enjoyed, and I've only been here for a day today, but like what I've enjoyed the most has been one, speaking on the panel that I spoke on, which was all about diversity, inclusivity, the outdoor space, how, how do all those worlds intersect? And I got to sit on this panel and literally learn so much from everyone else that was on that panel with me. And then also get to meet incredible people from incredible nonprofits that I didn't even know existed who are doing incredible things, all the way to amazing people at these different companies that are doing great things too. I think, they're, I think that outdoor retailer, from my perspective right now, has just been a really good chance to see a lot of like people that I've really wanted to meet and wanted to be in community with. And also I've gotten to see a lot of my photographer friends from that photography world too, that are a big part of this community as well. So yeah, 
So are, do you have any concerns at all with regard to the toxic masculinity that's still out there? Do you feel mm. fear for your safety? Are you concerned about, you know, because you know, the outdoors as it's defined by human beings, yeah, you know, especially yeah. With, with prejudices, are yeah. not always the safest places to be. Yeah. Is that concerning you at all? Listen, I'll be really real with you. I'm a straight passing white and gay male. I have every advantage while still having the diversity card. Every advantage in the outdoors. I've never felt not safe in the outdoors because I'm straight passing, because you wouldn't know it if you looked at me. For one of my friends that's trans, for one of my friends that uh, maybe is more effeminate on the daily, that's a gay male, it's a different story. And I think it's just, it's the, it's the classic, like until you see someone like you out there, you're not gonna think you have a seat at the table, right? So for a lot of my friends that are, that come from diverse backgrounds that have a different skin color from white. It, it's, it's like, it's not necessarily like, like what I've, I feel like I've gained from them is that like, you know, until you see your community out there, uh, you're not necessarily going to be out there. Does that make sense? So, so for getting back to your original question, uh, which was, <laughs> I, I mean, forgot. Feel, I mean, do you feel threatened in, yeah. in the outdoors? Yeah. Like you? I have, I've never felt threatened. I've been very, very, very lucky, but I just, I've heard stories firsthand from friends and from people in the community that I, I think threatened is an area, also just not included is an area, and also just that, like, why would I? You know what I mean? Like, one of my black friends is like, well, why would I ever backpack? Like, why? Like, that's not what, like, what my community does. And, like, they've said that firsthand. And, but then, like, I go on Instagram and I, I, I see, like, brown people camping, which is in a beautiful, like, community of people. And I think that, like, once people that are from that community can see that that community exists within that community, beautiful things happen, you know? So, yeah. So, did, did Patagonia get in touch with you at all? Or have they had, uh, had anything to say about your, yeah. I, I think, very artful appropriation yeah. of your name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they initially did reach out with nothing but just support and love. Whitney from their environmental team uh, is, is a huge fan and just has been super supportive and they're great. The name, popular, or contrary to popular belief, uh, did not come from the company though. It came from the country. I was sitting around a table with a few of my friends um, thinking of funny drag queen names and one of my friends was about to hike in Patagonia for a few months and the name just kind of happened. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun. Like every time I go into a Patagonia store, like the, all the staff is super supportive and it's, it's a blast. So. so one last question, and thank you yeah. so much for taking yeah. the time to chat with me. This no problem. has been absolutely great. What's the future hold for you? Where, where, do, you, where mm -hmm. do you go from here? What is the career arc for Patagonia? I'll tell you the answer that I tell a lot of people, and then I'll tell you the answer I tell like no one. Okay? Okay. The answer I tell everyone, which I think is super truthful, is as long as I'm having fun and it has a purpose, like Patty is there to dance on a bridge between different worlds that I want to see intersect and, uh, and, and happen. And to, to lift up uh, voices as I go to that are less heard. The behind the scenes side of it is I right now am at a point where I'm having to think seriously about how does doing this um, work with my life as a photographer doing a career that I love in, in a world and in a community that I don't necessarily want to give up, but yet also feeling the opportunity to possibly run 100% with Patty. 
So right now, in my mind, it's just a lot of me thinking about why I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, what I'm doing it for, and then like how it's going to benefit, how it's going to benefit the community of people. Because when I made the first video or even the first few videos and like it was going viral, I think that like I never realized I'd be at this point. I thought it would just be a fun little thing. And then this community showed up. And I think that like when a community happens like that, no matter if you are prepared or not, or no matter if you want to do it or not, you owe it to at least give it a shot to be a leader for that community and to do what you can for that community. So I'm sitting in the middle of a giant effing question mark and I am just so excited to meet the beautiful community that follows Patty and also meet people that might listen to this or read an article um, who just have things for me uh, to learn from and to have fun with. So yeah, I am very excited. I am like not nervous or not scared. I'm very thankful that I'm not feeling those things. I feel very encouraged, but I also just feel the question mark of, I don't know what the future holds, but I think that's a really beautiful place to be in. I think I like that, or I think I like life that way. So, yeah. Well, thanks again for taking the time to chat with me. This thank you. Fantastic. Seriously, thank you. Oh, you wanna walk with me past the busy highway? There's a place you see. I go there to get away from the tug of war. Oh, Every day troubles and struggles I know this little park bench From there you can stare up at the birds in their nests Or just watch the people passing by too fast Sometimes you gotta slow down and jump in the puddles Gotta, gotta get, gotta get my feet wet Wanna look up tired of looking back Keep my hands still, keep my, keep my heart still so That was my conversation with Wynn Wiley, professional photographer and the Instagram superstar Patagonia. The outdoors is a place where everyone is free to be themselves. So get out there and find the best expression of who you really are. Look for Wiley's photographs and videos at Instagram.com slash Patagonia. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Edward Mills. This edition of the podcast features music by the fabulous Katrina Stone, provided by Artlist. The Joy Trip Project is made possible thanks to the partnership of Specialty News, also known as Snooze, the outdoor industry online trade magazine. You'll find my text profile with pictures of Win Wiley as Patagonia at snoozenet.com. Thanks for listening. But as always, I want to hear from you. So please, drop me a note with your questions, comments, and criticisms to info at joytripproject.com. Or better yet, subscribe to the feed on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever most fine podcast platforms can be found. There you can leave a message or write a review. But most of all, don't forget to tell your friends. Now, 
go be joyful. And until next time, take care.